from Green Biz Group, welcome to Center Stage, the best of live interviews from Green Biz events. I'm Joel McCower. We can even use our existing infrastructure. When we think about the streetscapes that are built today and how much congestion there is, it can be really frustrating. But with simple reallocation of the space, with a focus on high throughput types of transportation, we can get more people moving through our existing road networks. But we need to take a systems level focus about that. That was Allison Malik, COO and co-founder of May Mobility. She came to Verge 18 to speak about how the transportation landscape is ripe for not just innovation, but also emissions reductions through multimodal mobility. Let's listen in. So I'm the COO of May Mobility. We deliver self-driving transportation services. And we work directly with communities, which gives us a very specific um, thought about how we should integrate. And a part of that is really looking at what is the future of transportation. And we firmly believe that multimodality is really important and a key as we look going forward. And part of that is thinking about all of the things that we're here to discuss today. So be it smart infrastructure, smart cities, uh, sustainability, all of these different areas come back to people and how we use the different technologies and infrastructure that's available for us. And if we really focus on people and think about how we should be designing our systems, we should follow them. They happen to be headed into cities. So by, I believe, 2050, like 60 or 70% of the world's population will actually be living in cities. So when we think about our cities today in the US, they're pretty big. Globally, there's already mega cities that are complete traffic jams. And so as we look forward, we need to be prepared for that. We with May Mobility are really excited to come in and be part of the solution. As we think about transportation in cities, there's often a lot of challenges. There's really good systems to get you to close to where you're going. It might be a personally owned vehicle, it might be a bus, but to actually get you to your end destination can sometimes be a challenge. What you're seeing right now is video footage from uh, what we're actually doing today in Detroit. Five days a week, 5 a.m. to midnight, year round. We provide last mile transportation for car commuters into the Motor City. This helps us to think about land sustainability. We can use existing parking infrastructure instead of having to build more parking decks downtown right next to the office buildings. As we look at how we expand, we're moving into new cities like Columbus, Ohio, um, and a couple that I can't tell you yet, but in those, we're starting to look at how do we add additional transportation coming off of things like heavy rail, Amtrak lines for daily commuters, light rail, connecting other parts of the city to help people better use transit, get out of their personally owned vehicles, especially in situations where congestion is a problem. So when we think about how do we solve this challenge, we can look to nature. There's a lot of complexities of solving transportation in urban environments, and a great example for us to look at is actually our circulatory system. The mammalian circulatory system is pretty similar across the board. We have veins and arteries and capillaries. We have them, squirrels have them, whales have them. And they're all roughly the same size, depending on the size of the system, which is a really impressive parallel. 
And it's a great one for us to think about as we try to come up with transportation solutions that can work in different types of cities. So when we think about how do we simplify these systems, we need to think about transportation beyond the arteries. There's ways to think about how do we provide that capillary transportation, things like May Mobility with our self-driving shuttles, um, scooters, shared bikes, things of that nature. But when we plan with both in conjunction, it creates a lot of really great opportunities to give more efficient transportation. We can even use our existing infrastructure. When we think about the streetscapes that are built today and how much congestion there is, it can be really frustrating. But with simple reallocation of the space, with a focus on high throughput types of transportation, we can get more people moving through our existing road networks. But we need to take a systems level focus about that. If all of us choose to use an Uber or a Lyft or our own personal car, we will continue to add to congestion. So when you look at cities like New York City, the average traffic speed has actually gone down since ridership with Uber and Lyft have gone up. So we're not helping anyone. People are getting transportation, but it's not actually better transportation. So when we think about how we should plan these systems, we need to move away from personal need at the planning stage towards the community. And it can work really well. An example of this is from Oslo in Sweden. They implemented a congestion charge for vehicles that wanted to enter into the central city. They did it as a six-month pilot under a liberal government. The liberal government got voted out. The conservative government doubled down. They actually increased the taxes because it worked so well. They were able to cut commute times for the people that were driving in and paying the congestion fee by 20 to 30%. How many of you would like to have 20 to 30% of your commute back in your day? Sounds amazing helps the people that can pay for it, which is a big concern. The other beautiful part of this implementation is that they use the congestion taxes to pay for an entirely new rail line. So they were able to help both the people that could pay have better transportation service, and for the individuals that couldn't afford to pay the congestion tax, they have more options for how to get into the city center. When we think about these things from a systems level view, we can accomplish a lot to meet more people's needs. And when we think about the future, we also need to think about where people are going, where they're coming from. People don't often go or are in motion for the sake of being in motion. They're going somewhere, they're coming from somewhere, and we need to think about that. And that's where transportation planning really needs to work hand in hand with urban planning. It's all too often that I go into communities and they're really interested in our transportation system because the bus line stops one mile short of this great new job creation facility that they gave tax breaks to create. And when we think about the opportunity that was lost by not just extending the bus line, those are situations that we really need to plan for. And this is where it comes back to that whole idea of the circulatory system. Our bodies are designed in that way. You don't have capillaries everywhere. You have them where you need them. You have them in your organs and your muscles to help deliver the blood where you need it. We need to be thinking about transportation and urban planning in conjunction. So that way we're thinking about where are people coming, where are they going, and how do we make sure that we're getting the right connections to get there? So why do we actually care? 
I care because I like to be able to get here on time. I like to be able to go visit my friends. But at the end of the day, why it really matters is life outcomes. Transportation is one of the leading factors in allowing people to change their socioeconomic status. Getting to school, getting to work. It's also a leading factor in low-income communities and the ability to live past your first birthday. Just access to transportation can get you past your first birthday. That's huge. And that is why this matters. Yes, we want to be able to get to our meetings. Yes, we want to have convenience. But the ability to truly impact people's lives is why transportation matters. As we think about what autonomous technology can bring into this mix, it can help us reduce instances of drunk, distracted, or drowsy driving, which is also really important as we think about the overall system and how we can improve people's lives and their life outcomes. So I want to thank you all for your time today. I hope that this was a bit insightful about how we think about how self-driving vehicles fit into the overall transportation system. And I want to welcome you to join us as we try to help people drive less and live more. Thank you. You've been listening to Allison Malik talk about multimodal mobility at the Verge 18 conference in Oakland, California in October 2018. For more Center Stage podcasts, go to greenbiz.com slash center stage. And while you're there, tune into GreenBiz 350, our weekly podcasts covering the news and the people behind the news in sustainable business and clean technology. For all of us here at GreenBiz Group, I'm Joel McCower. Thanks for listening.